episode 158 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name's Trent, as always, joined by Jason. How's it going? Great. You ready to talk and hope it works this time? Yeah. I don't even have to say that because no yes. one knows, but you know, this is like the third time we've tried this. The third, yeah. I well, count earlier as 2. the second 5, time. Yeah. Because it wasn't as bad as last night. Right. We had some technical difficulties, but you know, you got it figured out. So right. we're ready to go. Yeah. We're going to re-talk about what we've already talked about ourselves and hope hope we're as brilliant as we were last time. Here's the hell of it. Okay, since we're already set onto this, what'd you say? We, we went goddamn, what, probably 20 fucking minutes. No, it was 30-something. Oh, Jesus, that's even fucking worse. And, and And the thing ran out after like five minutes? Yeah, we didn't notice. Yeah. And there were some fucking gems in there, people. We were on a fucking podcast roll. But oh well, it's it's. It was possibly our best episode ever. I, I I mean you know, it was it was insane. Fucking Tony Iommi and Dave Mustaine called in. Yeah, but it's gone. So I don't know. Nothing we can do about yeah, that. Now. We might be able to get them back later, but who knows? Right. Well, if you had Gas Digital Network, you would have heard this three and a half years ago. <laughs> That's an inside <laughs> joke for fans of another podcast. Oh, and if uh, oh. But if you're a fan of podcasts, go to Patreon.com. Yes, yes, definitely. Type in Thunder Underground or just backslash Thunder Underground. Find us on there. Become a patron. A lot of people are familiar with Patreon. If you're not, it's basically a way that you pledge. You can pledge as low as one or two bucks or you can go up as high as you feel necessary. Mm -hmm. And it's just a monthly pledge. And I know we both do it with podcasts we like. Yes. In fact, you... I know you do with Metal Up Your Podcast, and they just released a an EP, you know, for patrons only. Yes, it was Some cool. Stuff like that. You, you know, you got to figure, and it's kind of like those guys talk about, you know, just a cup of coffee, a, 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 you know, a month. You know, give up a cup of coffee a month and give it to your favorite podcast. You know, in, 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 my, in my case, it would be just, you know, one F5 at the Shrine a month <laughs> instead of doing that just give it to a podcast or whatever you like to patron on patreon so this weekend at the shrine right when you're about to buy an f5 turn around just hand me the money and i'll donate yep. it to thunder underground yeah or yeah i'd be like man we could really use this <laughs> tom quee could use this yeah you know are you a patron of uh alpha Metallica too yes i am nice hey why not you know why not? There's a time. There's a time where I couldn't spend shit on shit. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go a little crazy now. It's a little fun. Whatever. Yeah. You buy cassettes, like they're like they're cups of coffee nowadays. I mean, why not? Why? I because I can. Yeah. Okay. It's like Dennis Leary says. Why? Because I can. Exactly. Okay then. Well, he's a doctor. He can get away with it. Yeah, Doctor Dennis Leary. Yeah. He told me to shut the fuck up, and I felt so much better about myself. <laughs> well, this week, anyways, this episode, we've got a few albums we're going to talk about. We're going to play some music like usual. We're going to talk about an upcoming concert. But first, we're going to talk about a concert that's already happened. Yes. About a week ago, or a little over a week ago, Avenged Sevenfold's tour for the stage album came through town. They've got this big triple bill. It's touring around. Them as headliner, obviously, with Breaking Benjamin and Bullet for My Valentine. And that's a pretty hefty triple bill. 
when it comes to the world of hard rock. I think they did a good job of putting this together. And one of the things that jumped out, I know to both of us, after we got there and saw it, and we even looked up set lists beforehand like we do because we're geeks. Yeah. Definitely. But generally when you have a triple bill, that third band's going to get 30 minutes if they're lucky. That second band's going to get 40, 45 minutes. Yes. And headliner's going to get an hour and a half or two hours. But they went full out. Bullet's getting like 40, 45 minutes. Breaking Benjamin's getting a full hour. And then Avenge comes out and plays a full solid two hours. Yeah, it, it's it's a full night. You know, you're you're getting you're getting so much for your money. You really are. Yeah, and it's not even. There's so many arena tours nowadays that are eighty bucks for every seat in the house. You know, sometimes they'll be cheaper if they're up, whatever. But this was a good deal. I know, like the general mission floor was like sixty bucks. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you can't beat that these days for an arena show with three three bands. You know, and the two openers can technically headline places themselves. Yeah. You know? and, and and each band has a you know a full production. You know, they're not they're not just you know forced up to the lip of the stage. You know, they've all got room. They've all got stuff going on in their shows. It's really cool. Yeah, we didn't. We weren't able to get there in time for Bullet because it started. What that thing started like six twenty or something. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, with all the stuff during the day at work and everything, we we missed Bullet for my Valentine. You know, we didn't get there in time. I've seen them before. They're good. They're great. And I've seen tons of positive reviews. From people that were at that show and at other shows talking about how great they were, and all the pictures and stuff I've seen from it. Like you said. It looked just like a headliner up there yeah, on stage, did, you know? Yeah. They yeah, had a totally. full lights and all the stuff going on behind them. But we got there right in time for Breaking Benjamin to kick off. And the same thing, that's the first thing you notice, is these guys had a full-on drum riser. Full drum riser. In fact, we'll talk about it in a minute, it's a bigger drum riser than what Avenged had. Yeah, definitely. But, but they had the stairs leading up to it and all that shit. Yeah, and the, you know, Avenged stage had its... Uh, a catwalk. Is that what it's called? When it, is that a catwalk when it's up in the air? I think it's catwalk up in the air. Yeah, so it's whatever it's called when it's on the ground. It's a little high on the singer ramp. <laughs> right? It jets out. Yes. It's the Steven Tyler ramp. That's yeah, what we'll call it. Exactly. The Axl Rose ramp, yeah. shall we say. Yeah. Well, they had one of those, and of course, so Bullet and Breaking Benjamin could use this thing as well. Breaking Benjamin used every, you know, the full stage just like you would. And one of the things that we talked about. Oh, yeah. I mean, was that we, I was just thinking and I hadn't said anything. And then, like, three songs in or something, you lean over to me and you're like, who the fuck, you know, this lighting guy needs to be punched in the nuts. Yeah. I mean, was there a band on stage? <laughs> right. I don't know. I heard some shit. But I mean, I, it there was like, some red and black shadows. Yeah, well, there were some kind of mood lighting, like you said. Are they a fan of mood lighting, or See, that's the thing. Is, Maybe. is is their lighting guy drunk? You yeah, know? we need to. We could say there's a possibility that that's what the band wanted. That's what they do. Well, Maybe that's their thing. But you don't. I don't know because there were points where there were spotlights on stage, and it wasn't on the singer. It wasn't on the guitarist doing a solo. It yeah. was just there kind of in the middle and it's it was just weird. Well, the thing was, is, you know, what was it? I don't know because do they just like mood lighting? I don't know because there'd be times where you'd be a breakdown in the song or in between songs and dude would go out to talk to the crowd and that's when you really think, you know, you'd want to see, I mean, I don't know, but and right. there's nothing. Or, or the guy would take a guitar solo and 
you could hear the fucking thing, but you couldn't see shit. Right. It was black. So I'm just like, well, I, I didn't. I mean, you know, so, if I if I was down there on the rail and I wanted to take pictures and I was a huge Breaking Benjamin fan, uh, I would kind of be like, what the hell, you know? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If you are a huge Breaking Benjamin fan and you know the answer to this, let us know if that was yeah. if that's a normal and, thing. Because and, and, you know, I saw part of their set at Rocklahoma a few years ago and I don't remember it being like that. And I remember the stage being lit up. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. We're 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 kind of <laughs> wondering about this. It's a quandary, right? Well, but I mean, anyways, I mean, their set was good. The yeah, you know, it was a great pulsing set. You know, they they were tight as fuck, and everybody fucking loves this band. You know, me and you are kind of, you know, we're kind of offline with them a little bit. But I mean, that's not to say they suck or anything. And this is kind of a good, uh, you know, introduction to them, right? For us, I think. Yeah, they're just one of those bands that I've just, like you said, offline, I haven't really delved into. Mm-hmm. And going to this, seeing their full show, kind of opens you up to something because I knew going in there, I'm like, well, this is going to be cool, I guess, because I know three songs. Yeah. I got in there, and they played like 12 songs, and I think I knew nine of them, which is just crazy. You know, for a band you don't follow, that just shows the hits, how much man, bigger the hits. this band is than a lot of people realize. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I do know this song. Oh, I know that one. So uh, that's and, that's a really good sign. And it's an arena. And for an opening band, the place, you know, was completely full. Yes. There was just scattered seats at the top that weren't, you know, full. But it was the same for Vince. So everybody was in there Yeah. for the opening band. Everybody was singing along to every song. Like you said, those we walked in there. Two guys next to us were just... Marking the fuck out for Breaking Benjamin. Oh man! And even were... once Avenge came on, they were as well. But it was way subdued from what they were with, and the whole crowd knew everything. You know, which I just yeah. thought's totally impressive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they do these dudes. They were like, man, we're gonna rock out together, bro. <laughs> they were loving Breaking Benjamin. They were. They had their vape pins in the air. Their vape pins in the okay, air. Okay, but but what was cool? They weren't douches, and they were like nice guys and shit. So it it was cool. You know, it was really cool. Yeah. And then at the end of the set, and it was pretty cool because he brought brought a bunch of kids on stage. At first, they brought like six or eight, you know, look like adult fans. It was probably like a VIP thing or something. Yeah. And then once they were up there, he just started walking around and pointing at people in the crowd. And not just people on the floor. He pointed at some kid that was like halfway up the, you know, one of the sections of the stands. Yeah. And said, hey, how old are you? And, you know, it's not like he could hear him. And he's like, bring your mom with you in this kid that was probably 10 or 12 and his mom you know came down to all the way down the steps got on stage and then he had three or four of those kids come out in the middle with him during the final song and before that they did a medley of you know tool pantera yeah that was cool nirvana and the imperial march with the the kind of the half lit up the half drum set that was kind of lit up yeah well dude had a lightsaber too yeah so i mean that that was kind of corny, but hey, he prefaced it with, "Hey, you know, I'm a nerd, and I like, you know, I like what I like." And hey, they even had respect the to that, you know? yeah. sound effects going. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. But yet, it, and another thing to speak on about a band that, like I said, I hadn't really, really paid attention to in the long term. I always kind of meant to because that Rocklahoma show they did two or three years ago. The next day on the band's Facebook. 
Benjamin Burnley posted a picture of him with Jeff Keith. Oh, man, that's right. Because they went on right before Tesla. Yeah. And he had said that Jeff Keith is one of the two main two reasons that I wanted to become a, a rock singer. Yeah. Which is cool because you don't really place a band like that that's just a big modern radio rock band with someone like Tesla. But it's cool because Tesla, you know, we've talked about before, kind of crosses all those Man, lines, cut, you know. They cut through. you got to love Tesla. Everyone loves Tesla. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we were both pleasantly surprised with with Breaking Benjamin and what we liked. And then, of course, the highlight of the night was Avenged Sevenfold. Yes, definitely. Both longtime fans of the band. And when we saw them open for Metallica last yes. summer, I talked about this then, but I had liked them, you know, since they came out and just, but just kind of lost track there for a few hours. Mm -hmm. Not really lost track, just wasn't as big a fan, I guess. But when I saw them open for Metallica, it really kind of reinvigorated yeah. the, my love for them, basically. Yeah. Brought you back around. Yeah. So after that Metallica show, I'm like, next time they're in the area, I'm going. So of course here we were and they had a completely stripped down stage for an arena rock band. I thought it was really cool yeah. because Avenge is one of those bands you expect to have all the pomp and circumstance kind of going on. But they had, you know, Brooks Wackerman drum set was on just like a short, real short riser, kind of like you said, something just to roll something it out. Something they could just roll it out with, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and the rest of it was just a wide open stage with drop down things for video and they just let the music do the talking. Yeah, they did. They really did. Um, you know, we talked about this before. I really liked how they opened up with the stage. Yeah. Um, you know, Brooks and Sinister just come out, you know, just the two of them. And then the rest of the band just kind of gets out there. And then Matt Shadows runs out there. And it's a total, you know, it's that total classic arena rock intro vibe thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, the only thing, you know, it's just like the 80s, you know, at the pavilion, just the music's different. Yeah. But the vibe is totally the same. And I really think that's cool. And I think that's important to keep. Yeah. And that's a good point you just said, because I see so many people online slag them like, that band's not metal. I'm like, well, if them or Bullet from a Valentine's not metal, I mean, what do you call something like Iron Maiden? Or yeah. Guns N' Roses. I mean, yeah, Guns N' Roses is really in metal, I yeah. guess. But you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, yeah. Because it's along totally. the same lines. I'm yeah. sure they're not as great as Maiden. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's in the same vein. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's like, I got a few things to say here. There's so many. You get into it, and it's kind of like what you said. We're coming back around to this band. And you're like, oh, I forgot about that song. Fuck, I forgot about that song. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just so cool. And, uh, you know, they did some new stuff. And, you know, we really we really like that new album. So, that was so cool. Yeah, they hit four or five songs off the stage. And then they pretty much had at least one song, I think, off every other album. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And they, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Critical Acclaim is one of my favorite songs by them. Yeah. And I noticed that that's... On every other show, so I'm glad we got the hit on that one. Yeah. Kind of like we said with Breaking Benjamin, of course, we know Avenged Sevenfold, but you just forget that you know every single song. Yeah, exactly. You know? And yeah. Well, you know, especially for a guy like me who will just put on an album and not even look at song titles most of the time, you know, I'm just so oblivious. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I look at the set and I'm like, I don't know if I know some of these, but I fucking know them, you know. Yeah. Once you get into it, you know, I know them. Yeah. Well, and one thing I know... You had said you loved was 
an encore they played a little piece of oh heaven. man yeah that was great i mean it's like a eight minute long song with fucking horns and all kinds of stuff and you know they pulled that off it was insane yeah they and another thing that jumped out at me was i was there was a couple songs i noticed that there was backing there was tracked vocals yeah. and it wasn't like along with with what matt shadows was doing it was like extra vocals and i thought well that's kind of weird and then it hit me on like one of those songs my quote that was the vocals that the revs did yeah the revs the rev did revs. and you they were just using his actual voice yeah like his yeah. voice track which i thought well that's huge you know and that's really cool because then that's that's not like someone's cheating just to pump in some extra layers like def leppard used to do yeah you know with more backing vocals hey and, man all that's natural <laughs> that's what they say right but the where was I but going you know, with that? Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's it's only right to use his vocals. I mean, he's always going to be a part of that band. He's a childhood friend of all those guys. Right. And, you know, for instance, A Little Piece of Heaven, he wrote that all by himself, you know, and he oh, sung okay. on a lot of stuff, you know, not just this song, but he sung all over the place, too. So it's, you know, it, it's fitting. It really is. Yeah. You, know, you, can't, you can't fault them for using tracks, I don't think. Yeah, and there's a video... You know, homage to him. They do every show kind of like Metallica does with Cliff. And it's, like you said, it's fitting, you know. It is. It is. You know, it was a great show. The only problem I had was the fucking ball bag spilling beer on me all night. (laughs) I don't know if he's listening, but if he he is, get your shit together. Well, at one point, he fell over and almost knocked both of us over. Yeah. But, you know. He literally fell into the two of us in his woman i noticed like two times another time she had to pick him up from the floor of the aisle oh my god well <laughs> here's the thing is like i wanted to be on i wanted to be all like fuck you motherfucker you know but it's like one i kind of you know uh, you know we're not gonna do anything that his wife has probably d- hadn't already done more because if i had to babysit that motherfucker i'd be pissed too and she was you know he spilt beer on me time after time again and you know I turned around once and she totally intercepted me. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, that's like the third time. Can you fucking do something about him? You know, and fucking, you know, at one point I was taking a picture of Avenged Sevenfold and he popped me in the back of the head. (laughs) You know, and this was after all the beer spilling, after him falling over into us. And I was like, you know... And I, you know, I kind of had a, I, you know, it was probably only a couple seconds, but I, you know, in my mind, it was a few minutes of like, okay, what am I going to do here? Because I'm not going to let some guy pop me in the back of the fucking head, but I'm also a puss and I've never really been in a fight and I don't want to fight. I don't want to fuck with it. You know, I don't give a shit. I just don't. And I don't want to get kicked out, right. you know, cause if I, you know, I'll get kicked out too. If I do something, what the hell am I going to do? You know? Fuck, I can't get in, you know, I get in a fight with a paper bag, paper bag's going to win, <laughs> Shit. you know, and so, but I'm like, well, I got to say something or I got to turn around right or wrong. I, I was going to, and I didn't even turn halfway around and I could tell they were gone. Yeah. You know, she probably had enough of that motherfucker, <laughs> you know, and it's a, you know, they wasted probably what, hundred bucks getting tickets. They didn't even stay the whole, whole time. Cause you know. He had to start drinking at nine in the fucking morning. Right. So anyways, rant over. I apologize. Hey, that's what this is for. So, yeah. <laughs> On that note. You're going to open. I'm going to open your beer. Yeah. And then here in like th- 20 minutes, you're going to be popping me in the back of the fucking head. 
Well, I'm going to spill it all over you first. Okay. <laughs> Get it right, Trent. Right. Well, like we said, Avenged Sevenfold, if you get a chance to check out this tour and you like good rock music, you'll like it. Because oh, yeah. that's another thing I wanted to point out is that this Avenged is one of those bands that you'll see a good chunk of people knocking on, like, you know, the old school fans or the people that like stuff really heavy. I'm like, hey, bands are dying. Bands are okay. shutting it down. You know, you've got... Ozzy's coming towards the end. Yeah. Motorhead's obviously gone. Motley Crue's done. You know, Kiss doesn't have much longer. You've got all these Black huge... Sabbath's done. Yeah. That, Judas you know, Priest, you know, is way up there. Yeah. Iron Maiden's way up there. Ten hey, years I, from now, I, 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 there's going to be Foo Fighters and Avenged Sevenfold. You better hope there's some other bands to carry the fucking it, torch of rock and roll, exactly. whether you like them or not. Yeah, love, love, love them or hate them, this is who we got. Even I think Metallica's probably only got another ten years left. Yeah. You know, because they're in their mid fifties, so something's gonna happen. You know, so these bands like, you know, I fucking pains me to say this and you know, I wanna punch myself in the butthole just for saying this. <laughs> but like even like five finger death punch, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, fuck me, but it's it's truth. This is who we've got and you know, whether we like it or not, it's better than fucking, you know, um, I don't know. You know, rock is kind of rock is kind of on the back burner now. So we've got to we've got to back it no matter what. Right. And you know, as much as we knock on Five Finger Death Punch, they take out a lot of they good do bands, take out a lot of great bands. They, and, you they know, took they out Hatebreed before. Yep. Yeah, they took out Shadows Fall and right. You know, I think Lamb of God. I mean, so it's like it's like ah, eh, whatever. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what the hell to think. So. Well, speaking of bands that should be headlining arenas. Yes. Machine Head is back. Oh, man. Their new album, Catharsis, came out at the end of January. And Machine Head's one of those bands that, right up there for me, like when a new album is coming out, it's like I get all giddy. It's time whatever. to get giddy. Yeah. Like I, it's like when you're a kid and new music came out, if it was any band you liked, you were all excited. Yes. You know, once you get... 20, 25 years down the line, you know, you get a little more jaded and there's only a few bands that, you know, you get super excited about and the rest yeah. you're like, oh, I'll check it out eventually. Yeah. And, but Machine Head's one of those bands for me. And it's been since Blood, Sun and Diamonds came out, I think in 2014. So we've over three years here for this one. And my first summation of it, I guess, is that I don't like it as much as I like Bloodstone and Diamonds mm -hmm. overall, maybe even the last couple as a full album. But there's a good half of this album where the songs to me are as strong as anything they've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of like we talked about right out of the gate. This album is just a, a, a slammer. Yeah. You know, but it kind of maybe drops off a little bit to yeah. you in, in the, as it goes on, as it ends. Yeah. Well, and that may change for you, you know? Well, true, yeah. Because, I mean, I'll be, this is one of those albums I'll be listening to from here on out. Yeah. But, like you said, slamming from the get go, volatile is, uh, just punches you from the get go. Mm -hmm. And generally, most Machine Head albums start with a, a big intro, a big build up. Yeah. Before it slams into it. And this one's just right out the gate. And then it's not until like the second song, Catharsis, where there's a kind of a big intro. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of, you know, odd how they placed that 
compared to what they usually do. But hey, it works for me. Yeah. Because those first three songs especially are extremely strong. Beyond the Pale. Yeah. I mean, that's badass. Yeah. Uh, um, California Bleeding. I love California Bleeding. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's a little more happy, I it's guess. A, yeah, happy. I than, was, than that, a typical I was, yeah, I was a little surprised at how, you know, but or, or a little bit more tongue-in-cheek, but I still liked it. You know, I, when, when bands want to kind of do something a little different, I don't get... I don't get all butthurt about it, you know? Right. Well, not Unless long after that. St. Anger or something. But anyways, <laughs> we're getting off topic now. You have right to. Well, you know, anyways, moving is... right along. <laughs> Triple Beam. Oh, man. Is one that I know jumped out to you just like did me. And this song, he had mentioned in interviews beforehand that there was going to be a few songs that some people might not like, you know, and that's yeah. maybe that's. Like we talked about with California Bleeding or what we talked about before with Bastards. But Triple Beam really harkens back to that, the Burning Red Burning and Red. Supercharger, that era during the new metal phase where they lost a lot of people. Yeah. This kind of has that vibe and it doesn't bother me in the least because I love that era. Yeah. He kind of, yeah, he kind of touches on some of that going back, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Bastards, which is a song about the, um, I think you know uh, what was I going to say? Well, no. When we we talked about That's this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Two or three episodes ago, like we really talked about this thing for like ten, fifteen minutes. Yes. And we had said that it was about the Charlottesville yes. thing. When in reality, that's what Volatile's about. What, yeah, we kind of got it mixed up. And Bastard is just about like the day after the election. Yeah. You know when you know. Well, you guys can figure that out. And regardless, this. You know, we can't go into this in depth that we did before. Like, literally, go back and check that out if you want to hear us talk about one song. Yeah, I mean, we minutes. gushed over that fucking song. Instead of Alpha Metallica, it was Alpha Machine Head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And we jumped straight to the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but Bastards is such a a different song in the sense that everything it has going on, it's got this huge punk vibe to yes. it once it kicks in. And it's got all kinds of stuff going on, you know, and then, of course, lyrically. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, goosebumps, talk about, you know, took the words out of my mouth. Well, I mean, however. Yeah, this is one of those songs, I mean, it divided people right out the gate, you know, not just because of the subject matter, but because of the sound of it. Yeah. And to me... I just that just makes me love it that much more. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, like like you said, go back and listen to us. You know, fawn over it for twenty minutes. You know, we can't say any more about it. <laughs> well, the the second half of the album, this album is like fifteen tracks in yeah. an hour and fifteen minutes. This is a huge freaking yes. album, which I have no problem with, especially from a band like this that's known for doing long songs. But to me, it's just kind of. It it might have been a stronger album if they had cut a few of these songs out. Mm-hmm. There's no songs that I think are bad and shouldn't be here. I just think it might have been a tighter overall album. Okay. And but in that second half, "Heavy Lies the Crown" is the big epic, eight like eight and a half minute yeah. long song yeah. that Machine Head has, you know, really become a master of over the past ten years with you know the stuff like "Darkness Within" and "Unto the Locust" and. Halo, mm-hmm. and this song is right up there with those. It's huge and epic. It's got a guitar line in there that's really reminiscent of the guitar line in Halo, and I don't know if that's intentional, like a throwback, or if that's just coincidental. But that's another thing to point out is that 
Phil Dimmel's been in this band now for how long? 15 years? Probably. Yeah, at least. And so, and he's yeah, really... You should, you should know that more than me. <laughs> he's really made his mark yeah. on this band as much as Rob Flynn to me. Oh, definitely. Like, you know when you're listening to yeah. this band, that's just so, those two guys together just it, make this massive sound. And, 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 you know, that tells you something. They went through a lot of guitar players, and, you know, good thing they finally got someone that's... You know, but I mean, I like, you know, Grind You Down. I thought that was a cool song. Yeah, it's kind of cool because he says that line in Bastards. Yes, yeah. yeah and yeah. then there's, a, you I, know, yeah, and that's a really cool song the title. Eulogy deal. Yeah, Eulogy ends the album. Googly like fucking Zoolander. <laughs> Fuck me. God damn it. All right, no more F5s for me. <laughs> well, Eulogy ends the album, and it's just this slow kind of. I guess it's a eulogy to the album, yeah, but it it's is. just like because it draws back lyrics from yeah. several of the songs, and it's a really cool way to end the album. It's not anything where you're going to be like, "Well, I need to put this song on my playlist," mm. but it's just like if you're listening to this album in its entirety, it's a really cool way to end it. I think. Yeah, it was like a reprise, like they used to do back in the day. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, he should have called it Catharsis Reprise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he's Rob Flynn. We're not telling him what he should have done. Yeah. He's going to show up and tell us to go fuck ourselves. Hashtag all reprise, no filler. <laughs> there you go. I got a question for you, though. Okay. If the song Bastards... I forgot about this. ...was a flashlight, Dude. What would I, you do? I mean, that's how much I love this song. If the, if this song was, was a flashlight, well, you know, figure Look, it out. That's not my joke, people. That's Jason's. He said that last night and he forgot, so I just had to I, yeah, bring it I just, up. You know, I, <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 it, it did better yesterday. Your reaction was, you know, 75% of it. <laughs> right. So, it, you know, it's a little, it's not as potent today, but, you know, fuck it. We'll go into it. Yeah. I mean, it was still, it's one of those things. I'm like, that's going to, there's going to be a callback to that in future episodes. I hope that's, how, that's when we know we got a great song. Like, not just a good song, but... You know, this is when we got something. Hey, you know, if this song were a flashlight, I don't know. There's two albums we're going to be talking about here in a bit that if they were flashlights, you know, hey, well, I'm I'm going to be busy. <laughs> well, let's segue the flashlight talk into some Forsaken Few music. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Forsaken <laughs> Few is going to be like, why the fuck did we allow them? To play uh, yeah, no music? shit. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, this is just look at us. Look at us. This is this is this is what this is what we've become. Yeah, took us 158 episodes, but we officially fell off the tracks. Christ on a fucking cracker. <laughs> Hashtag Christ on a cracker. All right, well uh, let's do you're this. You're not even drunk. <laughs> let's do this. Forsaken few, and this song is called One Step Ahead. Open your eyes and see that this has come to an end As you chill from the sidelines, I'll be the one who wins You think this is a game you can't play as you go, you go I've seen your ways, you sit and try to sell your lies And you wonder why I'm labeled as that kind of guy Yeah, yeah. You can't sell your 
One Step Ahead from Forsaken Few out of Joplin, Missouri. That's just a killer track that, you know, pulls from elements of a lot of things that we love. You know, you hear a lot of groove metal yeah. and like southern stoner metal. You know, it's kind of like somewhere between Pantera and COC, which are two bands we that, both love. Yeah, definitely. And I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of Zen Hipster in here myself. Oh God, really? I know really? that that's not a reference most people would get, but that's... The band uh, Jason was I in. I get that many, many moons ago. Yeah, 20 years ago now. Almost. Yeah, t- oh, yeah, yeah. No, 20. it is 20. Yeah. Fuck. 2018, 1998. When was the year? You were up until what? Bitch. 2001, right? No, it was actually, it was started in 94. It was just, you know, when the idea was started, I wasn't even around. Right. So it's been longer than that, but yeah. But it's know, just 20. It's been longer than 20 years when I. Just his vocals. I, I get At that. times I hear some, some Eric Reese in there yeah. myself. Yeah. But it's got that That's real cool. that real southern groove that that I love personally. Yeah. I thought the guitars cut through real good. It was, you know, well produced. Sounds great. Yeah, and they've we've seen them, but it's been quite a while. Yes, it's been a while. We actually saw them in their hometown of Joplin. I think it was late 2016. Okay, if I remember right, no, Maybe it was even 2015. 2015. Oh, was that long ago? Had to be, yeah. Yeah, when we had yeah, because it was a while ago. An early episode we had. Yeah. Ryan and Tim from Soil on, and they opened up for Soil. We both love these guys, and we've kind of they've been on our radar ever since. But we've yet to ever have them on, so we need to get these guys on here to Definitely. talk to us pretty soon. But speaking of Forsaken Few, 
they're another band that's playing a lot of fest that's yes. this coming weekend. And over the past month, month and a half, we've been playing bands every week that are playing this thing, trying to get the bands on here that we haven't played previously. Yeah. You know, because a lot of these bands we've played several times throughout the last couple of years. But Forsaken Few is playing this thing this Friday, and it goes on both Friday and Saturday at the Shrine, downtown Tulsa. The Shrine's one of the coolest venues to see a show in this town. or Premier this, venue. This area, actually. Yes. And 15 bucks for both days, or 10 bucks for one day. You can't beat that for like, what's it, like 20 bands? Yeah. 15, 20 bands. For those of you that aren't familiar with the name Halada, that's the last name of John Halada, who was the original guitarist for Screaming Red Mutiny, and he was also had his band called The Joint Effect. Yes. He was on his podcast back, I think it was episode 48, Okay, with Screaming Red Mutiny. Yes. And unfortunately, he was killed by a drunk driver late last year. Well, sorry, late 2016. Yes. And the first Halada Fest was February of 2017, and that was, to, you know, to help raise costs for for his wife. His wife, you know, was just now getting back to where she can walk. Yeah, she was severely injured as well in this. And this second Halada Fest, all the proceeds are going to a college fund for his son, Zach, which is a really cool deal. Last year, there was tons of memorabilia that was autographed by artist Sunshine Seawright. From Axis Entertainment did a great job of bringing a lot of stuff. Definitely. I think she's doing that again this year. Steve Murdoch of Murdoch Productions is the one that puts all this together. Does an amazing job of bringing in the talent. And this year is no different. Oh, man. So great lineup. Who's on Friday besides Forsaken Few? Uh, starts off with Garrett Heck, uh, Sovereign Dame, uh, Let Slip the Dogs, uh, Vague Vendetta, 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 what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Vague Vendetta, sorry guys. Fist of Rage, Driver, uh, Forsaken Few, and Screamer Red Mutiny, rounding the night out. And right there, we've talked about every single one of these bands at some point. Yeah, I mean, that right there is just fucking bad. And that's just one night. Yeah, that's just the first day of yeah. the weekend, folks. Yeah. That starts at 4 p.m., the second day, Saturday, same thing, 4 p.m. Yep. All afternoon, evening, and night. You're and you're you're probably going to see our happy asses there most of the time. Yeah. Well, I think we we both plan on getting out there for a pretty good 99 percent of it. Yeah, because there's none of these bands I want to miss. Definitely. Saturday kicks off. We've got Nameless Society. We've got our good buddies in Reliance Code. Yes. We've got. The Mighty Steve Ray and Oklahoma I can't wait. Yeah, it's been too long. We've got Enslaved by Fear. That this will be the first time we're seeing them with the new yes, vocalist. Yeah, definitely. We've got Grind, who never disappoints. Less Than Human, who as well. Yes. Never disappoints. This is, I could say this about every, every band. You don't want to miss it. But Less Than Human is one of those bands that if you've never had the chance to see them, you're in for a treat. Yeah, something's, something's happening with those guys. Yeah. Catch them at this level while you can. Yeah, no shit. Because you might be paying 80 bucks at an arena here yeah. in a couple years. We've also got Machine in the Mountain, who I gush about at least every few episodes at some point. Well, because they're badass. Yeah, one of the greatest instrumental metal bands you'll ever see in your life. Singer? Who needs a singer? Machine in the Mountain sure as shit doesn't. They, they? don't. <laughs> they let the music sing. That's right. Motherfucker. 
13 minutes. We're finally going to get the opportunity yes. to see this band. We had Jamie on his podcast way, way back, right at the infant stages of this band. And this band's music is so well produced, sounds so massive, and I just can't wait to see what they what they do in the live setting. It's going to be great. And then Burning Icarus is the final band here on Saturday. I don't know if this is in order. I'm just saying they're the final band here on the list. And I actually listened to their EP on Spotify just a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Very cool stuff. Really? Yeah. I got to check it out. Because they're one of the few bands on the list that I hadn't heard once I saw them on here, so I wanted to check them out. But, yeah, I mean, every, like we said, you know, we talk highly of all these bands, not just because Steve Murdoch is paying us to do it. I wish he was. <laughs> hey, Steve Murdoch, why don't you start part sponsoring this podcast? What the hell? <laughs> we talk about them highly because we love them all. Yes. We've seen a good chunk of them live. If we haven't, we've heard their music and we love it. And you can't beat a show with this many solid bands where all the proceeds are going to something great. Yes, definitely. It's uh, it's an honor to uh, to go and be a part of it. Um, you know, it, it's uh, you see it our a, logo there on the flag. Yes, that's that's I'm super proud. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a terrible thing that happened. You know, uh, it was an honor to we got to sit in the room while he was recording. That's right. That was great, and uh, you know, it's it's great to you know try to turn this thing into a positive for his son. Definitely. So, yeah, if you're anywhere driving distance to Tulsa this weekend, yes, even if it's just for one day of the two days, if you can get out there, it'd mean a lot. If not, just get on Facebook and look up Halata Fest. There's a link on there where you can buy T-shirts, stickers, posters, all kinds of stuff, and the same thing. All the proceeds go to John's son yes, and his definitely. college fund. That's right. So which album you want to talk about next? You want to talk about your boy, Jared? Oh, wanna... man, let's do it. I okay. want to talk about Jared James Nichols. Okay. Jared James Nichols' new album is called Black Magic. It just came out, what, a week or two ago, mm -hmm. which I don't know if that's true or not, but it technically oh, just yeah, came Oh, yeah, no out. shit. I mean, you've, you've, you've heard me bitch about it. <laughs> right. Go back, I've probably bitched about it in the last eight episodes. Yeah. Yep, this thing came out sometime in late 2017, and yes. then all of a sudden got pulled off of everything. Yeah, I, you know, for, all sales market like Amazon. It, it it had like a UK release, and then like a week later was a US release, and I'd been watching and I was ready for it because I wanted to hear it, and I listened to it for like two days straight, and then it just like disappeared, it vanished off the face of the earth, and then you know, a few weeks ago he was on a social being, oh, you know. It's finally going to see the light of day. So I don't know what the fuck happened, but it's out now. So, and you know, this guy, he's Jared James Nichols is, you know, he's, he's slowly the last three or four years have been coming up. He's a blues rock guy. Um, what is so impressive to me is kind of like Richie Cotton. He doesn't use a pick, you know, he just uses his fingers. Oh, really? Yes. Um, that's why I'm always, that's, and that tells me now that you've never watched any of the Instagram videos I tag you in. <laughs> you fuck, cause you'd know. But you've gotta start, you know, he does, he tries to do a video a day of him soloing or over something, and it just, you know, with his fingers, and it just, it looks like it hurts, cause his attack is just insane. But he just plays with this, you know, no pick, and it's just insane what he can do. And it's just swinging, you know, gritty, uh, blues rock, and if you like that kind of thing, if you like, you know, Blackstone Cherry or like the first two Ian Moore albums, 
you know, that kind of thing. If you love Stevie Ray Vaughan, you're going to fucking love Jared James Nichols. You're going to love him. Yeah, there's... I hear a lot of, like, because I really got into Inglorious with their first two albums. Yeah. I hear yeah, a lot that's of that, another one. If you love, yeah, The same definitely. type of vibe, even even vocally, not just yes. guitar-wise. But this is just the type of music to me that, you know, maybe I just haven't looked hard enough, but there's not enough of the harder-edged blues guys out there. Yeah, there isn't. There Usually isn't. they're just, like, straight-up blues or blues influence. You know, you just hear a little bit of blues influence. You don't hear it yeah. head-on like he does. And, and, and I think because... Not only that, but he's so he's so good at his instrument, and he's you know the way he plays. You know he's gotten he's gotten open up for Zach Wilde. Oh yeah, you know, he he's got on the the UFO and Saxon tours, oh, which shit. when I went we didn't get there in time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, you know to see him, he went on first. So I totally missed that. But I mean, he's gotten some he's gotten some good tours and some good opportunities because not only is he you know, he's a blues rock guy, but he's kind of, you know, he's kind of a virtuoso in a way. You just, you know, if you watch the fucking videos, Trent, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing is this album is only like 30 minutes. Yeah. And most of the songs average like three minutes. Yeah. Which is not common for blues type music either. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of a really cool thing. You know, it's, you've talked about that many times that you love songs or albums where they're short to the point yep and so that's cool to hear it from this type of music as well yeah it gets in there it kills you and it gets out yeah so what are some of the highlights to you from the album well um it's called black magic did you say that yeah okay sorry i i really like the the i think the opening track is my favorite last chance i mean it's just it's it's a rocker and you hear that and that just fast paul muti kind of stuff and it's amazing how he's does that with no pick and i really like honey forgive me yeah uh you know nothing nothing in the room can stay still when that song comes on (laughs) you know so uh yeah honey forgive me really jumped out as one of my favorites i really like the gun the gun run i think is a good song i mean you know this is just uh and it you know it's it's fresh it calls back to stuff that we all know and makes us feel good but it's all fresh at the same time. Um, that's hard to do. So this album was just a breath of fresh air for me. So is it like your favorite album so far of 2018? I don't know, <laughs> man. I mean, it's one of them, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Saxon, I think, might have the might have that title so far. Really? Yep. I know yours is probably Anvil. <laughs> Bitch in a box. Hey, that was a that's a great fucking record. You, I mean, we're not. I mean, we're not going to go into that one on this one. That's for another episode because we've got a few to tackle. But hey, Anvil. you know what you're going to get with. I mean, they yeah. do the same fucking you know riffs for days, drums like a fucking madman. I mean, you yeah. can't knock it. You just can't. Yeah, I mean, they know you know what you're going to get, and it's always consistent. So personally, I don't know. I hope Jared James Nichols does some touring where he comes to our area. I'm sure he will. You know, now that this is going, I meant to ask you before we recorded or anything. 
I've listened to this album several times, but I still haven't went back and listened to the earlier stuff. Have you listened to his previous album? Or yeah, anything? I did. I can't. Oh, man, what's I can't remember what it's called. Off there's the top two. Of my head. I, I know there's an EP I've and a full listened album. To him, yeah, it's this is pretty much. I mean, he's staying in the same vein. Okay. You know, so those are. Are they? Yeah. You think they're as good as? I like this. I like this better so far. Okay. This is just a little bit more statement. You yeah. Know, cohesive kind of stuff. Kind of the coming out party. Yes, like this is who the fuck I am. So it's really cool, and I mean, just you know, I'm you know I'm a guitar geek, and so this is just you know when you're starting to see his name pop up more in different places. Yeah, we saw that video of him on stage with Frank Hannon at Nam. Yes, yeah, and he he did one of those my favorite riffs with uh, Nikki Six. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that was cool. That was really cool. So maybe you know, obviously. It's never going to be mainstream in America, but yeah. maybe he'll do the thing like Blackstone Cherry and Inglorious, where he picks up steam in England and Europe. Yeah, you know? yeah, hope, yeah, because he does do a lot of stuff in Europe. He yeah. does do a lot of stuff in England, and okay. I thought it he'd was, probably already taken off. Oh yeah, know. what I thought was cool was, you know, a couple of weeks ago or uh, what was it last week and whatever, you know, the Nam show was going on. He would put he would post stuff on social media from nam and he found a picture of like this antique you know badass uh 1959 gold top les paul you know because that's you know he's a classic kind of guy and he took a picture of it he goes finally in the fucking sea of whammy bars and 48 string guitars i find a real guitar (laughs) and i fucking loved that i thought that was great so 48 string guitars yeah because you had sent me a picture of that one that was like it was 18 strings strings, and this this motherfucker played it i'm like i don't even i wouldn't even know where i can barely do six strings who was it that played it um that jared dines guy that has like his whole youtube channel okay you know he does all this kind of like kind of like the rob scallon guy yeah but i don't know rob scallon's a little more entertaining to me but that's a whole (laughs) other episode yeah well, another new album that came out here in the past few weeks yes. was Avatar Country. Jason Carroll, this is for you. <laughs> yeah, he's been honest from the week he came out. Why didn't we talk about this? Well, and he's okay. he's got a point, you know. He does. You know, we, we need him to keep us in check, and we're <laughs> going to have him on the podcast soon <laughs> enough anyways. Well, and you know by the title of this that the band is Avatar. Yes. And the first thing I want to talk about... <laughs> Is that back, man, that was late 2016, I think. I think so, yeah. When Avatar played Tulsa, we had Johannes, the lead vocalist, yes, on the podcast. That and was very cool. He was a class dude. Yeah, that was a very fun, you know, a fun one. Really enjoyed that. But during that podcast, he said, our next album is not going to be a concept album. I'm done with that for a while. <laughs> so on record, he flat out lied to us because this is pretty much as concept as it gets, I think. You're going to have to put him on blast. <laughs> Maybe Blabbermouth will say, Thunder Underground says Johannes of Avatar lied. No. Blabbermouth, will, they'll, they'll, they'll make a shitstorm out of anything. <laughs> Maybe Johannes is telling us that just to fuck with us a little bit. It could have been. And if that's the case, then hey, good. Yeah, good for him. Good, good, good play. I dig that. Yeah. Keep us all guessing. Well, my favorite song on this album is the one about the king. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now, this. <laughs> There's every every single track on the album, if you haven't checked it out or listened to it, has the title, has the word king in it somewhere. Yes. And you know what? 
Now it's time for volleyball. <laughs> In case you didn't know, the king is not constipated anymore. <laughs> and his mustache looks great, which which is definitely a sign of an early spring. Right. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. So there's great Swedish humor on here. But which is I'm telling you, which is like some of the best humor, way better than us fucking stupid Americans. Right. <laughs> this shit's great. And that's just the interludes. Yeah. We haven't even got to the fucking songs yet, which are fucking badass. Yeah, when you when you get down to just the music of this album, it's only like 30, 30 I, I've looked at it, and it was like 38, 39 minutes yeah. of music. Yeah. Which for a band like Avatar is pretty short for a full album, when, especially when you look at like the last one. The thing about this album... And even this band in general is that they just every time I listen to them, especially if it's something new, it just blows me away a little more. They just never cease to amaze me. They're kind of to me coming like the Faith No More of modern metal. You yeah. Know, even though they don't sound like Faith No More, I'm not saying that. It's just kind of like you put on the album and you don't. Their, know, their you don't path know, is kind of like. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what you're gonna get. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, and. Vocally on this album, he hits pretty much every, you know, space that this his voice could hit. You know, yeah. every style of singing. You know, he goes rough as hell. He goes high as hell. He goes, you know, operatic almost at times. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's done that on the last couple of albums, but it's just real prevalent to me. You know, and I just, I love every song in this album. And to me, at this point, early February. This is the best album of the year. Really? This may be tied with Corrosion and Formity. That's because yeah. I'm such a dork for that. Well, I mean, I, I really fucking dug this album. I really did. Um, I, I'll just tell you, I'll just start off. My two favorites on this album are The King Wants You and The King Welcomes You to Avatar Country. Yeah. Those are my two favorite songs. I mean, just fucking badass. The The vocals, you know, The King Wants You has that kind of just, you know, that different kind of beat. Um, fuck, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, and, and then the, the Avatar country kind of has a, I don't know, I'm not going to say a country vibe, but it's just got one you, of those. You know, it's there to play in with the word country. Yes. And the thing is, is, you know, not everybody can pull that off. And these guys pull off all the different styles and different vibes. They pull it off beautifully. And, and, and that just, I, I fucking admire the shit out of that. Yeah, that song's got that twang and that stomp, and then it gets heavy. Yeah. And then it, I love how at the end of the song, when it's going back into that kind of country twang and stomp thing, and they're, you know, doing the harmony vocals, and then right as it stops, the next song, King's Harvest, is heavy as fuck, and yeah. his vocals are like, Bleh! Yeah. You know, and it's just like the coolest segue ever, and it just kind of, that moment encompasses this band, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Those two songs running together. Yeah, for but, sure. I love the track King After King because it's just so melodic yeah. and kind of it harkens back to like that late 80s, you know, I'm not going to say glam metal, but yeah. it just has that kind of, you know, upbeat melodic feel that a lot of that music had. That's right. And I mean, they've done that in previous, you know, albums as well, but that kind of jumped out of me because of that. But this is just 35, 40 minutes of greatness. Yeah. And the... um. The solos on this thing? Holy oh, yeah. crap, man. We need a radar gun. 
Well, pull, even need to need, need to pull the guitar over. <laughs> well, even the first uh, the first track, "Legend of the King," or the first musical track. Yes, yeah. The first track's an intro, but just the guitar right when it kicks off, it's oh, like man. you're listening to fucking Dream Theater no or something. Shit. You know? It's insane. Yeah, I, th- I think that not just in general. These guys, you know, they picked up a lot of steam over the last couple of years. They're still not as big as they should be. But yeah, yeah. Besides just that, each guy in this band doesn't is nowhere near getting the credit they deserve because they're all just amazing musicians, insane musicians. Yeah, it's it's it. You know, one, it's, it's their ability. It's yeah, no shit. It is. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of countries in America could like you know take a fucking cue from Sweden and those kind of countries, but it's not only it's not only their their talent of their instrument, but it's also the, the songwriting and the styles and the vibes that they're presenting and that they're, you know, they're combining. It's unique. And, um, you wouldn't think, you know, when you, if you heard somebody describe it, you'd be like, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. You'd be <laughs> like, well, I don't know. But when you hear it, it's like, holy fuck, it does make sense. And that's, that's super valuable. And, you know, also, the King's Residue is going to fit nicely in with the local brewery. Of course it is. I mean, come on. You need some of the King's Residue in your F5. I, I do. I do. That's the problem. <laughs> we need to get on. Who makes F5? Is it Coop? Coop. Yeah, get on Coop and tell them to get some of the King's Residue. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. They're from Oklahoma City. Yeah. Well, Avatar Country is definitely one I think we'll be talking about again at the end of the year when it comes to the best albums of 2018. Oh, man, definitely. But pick it up, you know. Just check it out. Give it a shot, if you, especially if you've never gave Avatar a shot. I mean, if this album was a flashlight. You know it. I mean, here we go. <laughs> That's our year's over. We already know. <laughs> this is how it's going to go. Right. Jesus Christ. Hashtag flashlight for life. Oh, man. Flashlight AF. On that note. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you listening. As always, we've got a lot of episodes now. We've got, actually, if you look at the number and subtract one, we've got 157 previous episodes. That's right. And we're we're pretty sure that in the span of those 157 episodes, you're going to find something you like. And the beauty part of it is they're all there. You know, go back, see what you like. Let us know what you think. Yeah, thethunderunderground at gmail.com. Send us your, your love and your hate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it doesn't matter what you use. If you use iTunes, if you use Google Music, if you use Stitcher, TuneIn, MixCloud, SoundCloud, YouTube, we're on all of them. Yeah. And whatever you're listening to, hit the like button. If it's something like iTunes, you know, leave us a review. Please. SoundCloud as well. Just leave a comment. That kind of stuff always helps, you know, spread the stuff around. More people see it. Facebook, you know, hit like on the post. You know how that stuff works. Totally. But we've got tons of these episodes where we talk about albums like this. And we've got a ton where we talk talk with people. We have interviews with, like we said, Johannes from Avatar was on this podcast. We've had guys from... We had John Connolly from Seven Dust, Reed Mullen from COC, all those bands that we mentioned on Holotafest. Several of those have been so, on here. Yeah, yeah. Driver, Fist of Rage, Oklahoma Rays, uh, Screaming Red Mutiny, 
Less than human. Yeah, less than human. Uh, you know, Jamie Kaczynski, 13 minutes. Right. Uh, you know, we've also had, you know, Doc Coyle from God Forbid and Bad Wolves. Uh, Bad Wolves just announced that they're going on tour with Five Finger Death that's Punch. That's right. Well, Zoltan's their manager, so, so it makes that's sense. where that happens. Can you blame him? That'll be a good slot for him. It'll oh, be yeah. great. Yeah, it'll expose him to a lot of people. Totally. Uh, Dave Elfson from Megadeth. You might have heard of them. You might have heard of Kiss. Kiss might have. There's a guy named Bruce Kulik, who is a former member of KISS. Yes. But there's also a guy named Gene Simmons, who yes. is a current member of KISS. Think of her to that guy. Yeah. He was on yeah. his podcast. That's awesome. And he likes, un, uh, what's the word, unsavory jokes. Uh, yes, he does. He totally does. So be sure and pull that one up if you haven't heard it. We've had on Sid Falk, formerly of Overkill. You like thrash metal like Overkill, Megdeath. We had on guys from Death Angel. From Battlecross and Insight, Richie yes. Cavalera, Max Cavalera's son, fed on guys from Scattered Hamlet. Totally. Reed Mullen from COC. Right. Wino. You like punk music? Lenny Lashley, Street Dogs. There you go. We've had we've we've had him on. The Normandies are a great Normandies. independent band out of Oklahoma. We've, we've had, had them. them on. Um, fucking uh, King with a Y. Yeah. You know. Yeah, if you like the stoner stuff like that. Kirk Winstein from Kirk Crowbar. Crowbar. Down, we, of course. Jimmy we, Bauer of Down. Yeah, that's right. We talked about Soil earlier. We've had them on. Right. You know, Drowning Pool, CJ from Drowning Pool. I mean, you know, it. we, we got didn't even to, get yeah. into the glam metal yet either. No. Oh, holy fuck. Spout off some of that. Warrant, Firehouse, Trickster, all three of the bands from the Blood, Sweat, and Beers tour. We've had them on. Lillian Axe, Taiketo, Bullet Boys, Europe. That's great the white. final countdown, people. Yeah, Great White twice. Twice. Mark, twice. Mark Kendall is an exceptional person, that at least is, to us. That you know? is an amazing he, human being. He I doesn't seem to guy. like his former singer, but he likes us. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. Hey, look, we've got you. We've got you. We've got you covered. Come to us. Hashtag Fleshlight AF. <laughs> we're we're kind of like, we're kind of like, you know, Arby's. Like, they've got the meats. We've got the interviews. Okay, that that Fuck. deserved the drum. Cut all that. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I've only had like three of these beers. I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground's where all of them are at. Get on our website, EthanUnderground.com. You can listen to everything there as well. A lot of other stuff on there. Our Instagram has tons of stuff. Twitter, Facebook. All that stuff. Hit like and follow us. Patreon.com. Become a patron. Yeah, do that one for sure. All right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground.